Hey, I'm Kevin Pettit. And I'm Martin Frazier. And we are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. Lads. That's that's how that's the sound of a beer opening. All right, guys. Today is January 9th, twenty nineteen. Happy Wednesday. We missed you. Um, if you noticed, our great sound team did the effects for the beer opening because we've tried recording twice now, and both our recordings on my end and on Martin's end both crapped out on us. So we didn't feel like opening a third beer. So now we have two full beers open in front of us. We're not trying to be fake. We we really do. We really do have full beers in front of us. But Martin, please tell the people what two full beers you have in front of you. I have two victory golden monkeys. And I didn't think this room could get more potent. But apparently two golden monkeys that are open in front of me is terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying, and I'm going to drink that shit, and I'm probably going to be pretty fucking tipsy by the end of this podcast. So I'm excited, and I love victory. So let's go. That's a loaded gun right in front of your face right there. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, I'm drinking... I've literally said it twice now. All right. Gray Sale Brewing of Rhode Island Wheelhouse Creative Ale Series, a New England-style Indian Pale Ale, dry hopped with Vic Secret. You got that, computer? You hear me? Okay. Um, it's pretty good. Shout out to Rhode Island. Um, I feel like we've done this opening two minutes like five times now, even though it's, this is just our third so. time doing it. All right. Yeah. We, we had this whole funny joke like, Haha, what do we call people from Rhode Island? Now, now I don't think it's that funny. We were saying like, oh, no, we Rhode kind of Asians? ruined it. Yeah. So if you're from Rhode Island, you're a listener of the show. We had this whole funny bit, but because this is our third time trying to record this episode, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, speaking of people who suck while they're drinking, uh, Wayne Rooney is in the news for public intoxication and swearing at an airport um, out in D.C. He got taken to somewhere in Virginia and had a lovely mug shot taken of him, Martin. Um, nothing new. Nothing new for Wayne Rooney. The guy likes a good beverage. Uh, you know, you know, not a bad mug shot. You know, people were talking trash. I've seen worse. I've seen a lot worse. And, you know, we've all been there. I'll say it. If you're listening to this and you haven't had a point in your life where you probably should have been arrested for public intoxication, which I think is one of the most bullshit crimes, like, it's like, dude, you're just really drunk. Like, come on. Like, in England, they just go, like, all right, you're just banned from, like, the city center for a while. I think that's what they do. They just say, like, just don't come to, like, the mall area for a while, you know? So, uh, poor Wayne Rooney. Uh, he's got a history <laughs> of just being wasted. Like, I think there's that famous photo of him just being completely, like, wasted with the England jersey on <laughs> that came out, like, two, three years ago, which still cracks me up. Like, his eyes are, like, like his – he's just not there at all. So, uh, do you have any thoughts on the Wayne Rooney um, arresting or public intoxication? Dude, I just – I just have to admit that Wayne Rooney looks better than I do when I am at the level where I could be arrested for public intoxication because at that mm. point, like, I'm walking dead. I'm just struggling to get from place to place, and Wayne Rooney looks together, and I'm impressed. I guess Shrek does have, like, a huge alcohol tolerance, but Wayne Rooney, he has my respect, and to be honest... I would party it up with Wayne Rooney. Like, oh, yeah. He seems like he has a great fucking time. There was that time when he uh, he got drunk at a party and was boxing a friend of his and got knocked out. And the next week he used it as a celly. 
Now he's getting arrested for getting lit in public in Washington, mm. D.C. Word, stick it to the fucking government. It's shut down. Wayne Rooney's getting drunk. How can they even arrest him? I thought yeah. you were shut down. That's bullshit. Yeah, I thought, like, I, I haven't seen a single cop since the government shut down. Like, how do you even arrest Wayne Rooney, first off? Um, I mean, it, drunk British people are pretty intimidating, especially in a D.C. airport. I mean, if we're being honest, like, if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, shit. Like, we're about to have ourselves a Donnybrook, you know? Like, it's about to be a fucking... There's going <laughs> to be a... coming. Yeah, there's going to be a rumble. Uh, you know, I it sucks. I, I, I think it's kind of bullshit. I think people probably... Because he's a celebrity. Like, if I was... Dry, who doesn't drink at the airport, first off? Like, if you're above 21 and you're on a flight by yourself, like, if you don't immediately go to the bar and you're an hour earlier to your flight, you're just lame. I'll just say it. You're just you're just not cool. Like, just go Dude, have let a few me be, Let me be perfectly honest when I say this. I have been on two flights in my life, my mm-hmm. entire life. One was when I was, like, four months old. The other was when I was, like, 23 years old. Let me let you guys in on a little secret. I am terrified of planes, and I hate them. So I got hammered my first and only time remembering a plane ride. <laughs> and I, I can't imagine not doing that. I yeah. I cannot fly sober. Let's just say that, like, imagine mm. driving. Don't drive drunk. Don't yeah. fly sober. Get fucked up on a plane. Yeah, like, when I read this story, I was like, yeah, what's the problem? Like, that was, like, my immediate thought. I was just like, dude, like, I... I've been there like I flights suck like I remember like flying out to my ex-girlfriend in Florida I think I showed up just like drunk which you know in retrospect probably not the best but like I was like you know it was a, it was like I don't you know it's a two-hour flight like I don't like you know I'm just gonna have to a be few honest of- you were also going to Florida so you gotta yeah, get drunk for that I mean <laughs> honestly <laughs> all right moving on to more dumb people we have Diego uh maradona in the news again this is like we should just start a segment where it's just like maradona just like shut your mouth or like or just legends of the game just like just like just stop um because he's in the news again he's commenting on messi because he's probably thinking Lionel messi is going to pass him at some point in terms of argentinian great in terms of goat status which and in my opinion i think he already has but you know that's uh you know all the old heads will tell you differently have you watched him if you watched him it's like well i didn't first off but i can like read i can read about him i can watch his highlights i can understand i can look at his stats but you know i i don't know diego maradona is just like he just he just bothers the shit out of me like he's entertaining as hell like we've talked about on the podcast before like with the world cup i mean the guy's just coked out of his mind like doing like crazy like his his just expressions and just his demeanor is just it's a show in itself you know uh but martin do you have the quote in front of you yeah so um diego maradona after you know watching them over the world cup and in the news this recent history they don't seem to have the smoothest relationship at all and so after literally after being released from the hospital after an emergency operation to repair internal bleeding maradona says i love messi with all my heart they want to make him a a leader but he isn't able to do that because he's going to be in his sporting world and with his family and that that kind of you know targets Messi once again saying well 
Messi, uh, he's never a leader. He's not going to be a leader of a team. He's just in that team. But I'm just glad Messi's fucking cousin clapped back and said that Maradona, Maradona is ignorant over his comments and brought up the fact that he has uh, kind of have he kind of has a uh, cocaine history. Is that how you say it in Argentinian? No, no. Yeah, I mean, he has a problem with a certain substance. We would never say cocaine on the podcast, but yes, he, he definitely true. has. No, I mean, we would respectfully say it's some you know illegal substance that may be white and sniff and you know may make you paranoid and uh, have a great time. Um, uh, I. You know, Maradona, it's a it's a major jealousy thing, and it just bums me out. And it's like Pele's comments on Messi, pay, like guys, like, and I feel like they just know, like it's, uh, you know, it just bums me out. It's like all like the people coming out against like Michael Jordan or like coming out against Tom Brady and like all this. I'm like, dude, it's like just just admit it. You're wrong. You're wrong. Um. It's just like, but I mean, there's always been a knock on Messi because it's always like, well, he doesn't really like, he's not vocal. He's not like Ronaldo. He doesn't have a presence, but like his skill on the field speaks for itself. He's more of like, he's not a shower, you know, he's going, he's more bite than bark. You know what I'm saying? So I think that just speaks levels to itself. So I don't know. I just, I see the Maradona story. I see his comments on Messi and all I can think of is just like, just shut up. Just, just, just. Just please shut up. That's that's all I got to say. Dude, it's an old man yelling at the sky for no mm-hmm. reason. Uh, exactly. He, he, kno- he knows that Messi is not only a generational player, but he is a historical and an iconic player. And I feel like there has been in the past year, year and a half, a difference between Ronaldo and Messi and Pele and Maradona. Where Maradona and Pele are iconic. Mm -hmm. They are generational. They are fantastic. But Ronaldo and Messi are are on a different level, a completely different level. I think they are uh, undoubtedly better than the pair of the old historical icons. And it seems like... Maradona especially is incredibly fucking jealous that he's getting surpassed by his fellow cr- countrymen left, right, and center, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just... Uh, I don't know. I just think it's just ridiculous that he has to keep coming out with different statements just trying to, you know, uh, belittle or just try and take away from Messi's greatness. And, like, I don't, I don't think we're going to really see another player like Messi or Ronaldo for that fact, like for some time that are on their level and cons- and just consistency, you know, like consistency is just, there's, there's no two other players that come even close, you know, it's, uh, it's just ridiculous. Like, well, they did win a world cup. It's like, yeah, well it only comes every four years. So suck my dick. Um, moving on, we should talk about, should we move on to the FA cup, Martin? Would that be fun? Yeah, let's Could do be- it. I guess, Mm-hmm. I guess the FA Cup is uh, a little bit more fun this year. For whatever Ooh. reason, it's kind of bringing back some significance. Hmm. Well, that, that, is it hmm. Arsenal years? Oh, Is it well, Arsenal's year? Oh, is 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 Unai the new Arsene <laughs> and just going to bring in? Oh, no. Well, well, oh, no. If, no. What if a Unai, horrible way to start. 
Well, oh. you, you're talking about Arsenal. You're talking about like the FA Cup getting its magic back. But if Arsenal wins it, then it's back to just being like, who cares? <laughs> it's Wenger. If if Unai if Unai fucking wins the FA Cup in his first year at Arsenal, you need to fire him mm. in immediately because it, you know that's Arsene Wenger's ghost. Is that's it just like, it, that's his ghost. Is the FA Cup like the Arsenal like curse? Is that what it is? Is it just winning the FA Cup our curse, our burden? Where it's just like you know. It's good, but it's just never going to be good enough, you know. Um, Dude, it's like a it's like a Christmas Carol. You ooh. guys are you guys are fucking Scrooge, and you guys keep get visiting visited by the FA Cups of the future, the past, <laughs> and the present. <laughs> they just keep haunting us, like in a good way. I don't know. Um, it's. It's really funny, uh, but all right, I guess my first question is: Is the FA Cup back? Um, no. There's there's been a lot of deba- oh, okay. There's been a lot of debate on the internet that the FA Cup. You know, people don't care. Like you saw what Liverpool did; they played all their backups and obviously got knocked out, which we'll get to. But um, we've talked about this on the show, Martin. We've said the FA Cup has lost all its magic, and it's mostly due to the media and due to the coaches not playing their starters and kind of not giving a crap because it seems as us as fans and as the media. Can, can I call us the media? Is that cool? Am I, yeah, I think I'm, so. Okay, honorary right. media. Honorary, yeah, Big J. Um, and. You know, we've kind of just dismissed it to something that used to be a tough fought. Like, if you won the FA Cup but not the Premier League, it was still a very successful season. But when, you know, Arsene Wenger in the past couple of years winning it almost what felt like every other year, you know, seemed like a disappointing season. So I, I've heard some debate ways to make the FA Cup more um, substantial. Uh, let me let me run some of these by you. Uh, one is... The fourth spot in the Premier League for uh, the Champions League is whoever wins the champ is whoever wins the FA Cup. So, what do you think about that? I mean, I think yes and no because mm-hmm. I think both of those are fair ways to find a pretty darn good team in the Premier League because rarely are you going to see like a Arsenal versus a Wigan. Or actually, I should say a Manchester City versus a Wigan. Oh, wait, we did, and Wigan beat them. Up the um, ticks, baby. Up the up ticks. Up the ticks. But uh, rarely are you going to see a uh, like a League 2 team versus a Prem team. It's usually going to be a Prem team versus a Prem team in the FA Cup final. Mm-hmm. And usually, nine times out of ten, it's not the Premier League uh, winner that's in one of those... Uh, in one of those teams that are playing in the FA Cup final. So I think it's a pretty fair way to find a pretty darn good team in the Premier League, whichever way you want to do it. But there's always the chance that either the second or third place team in the Prem is also the FA Cup winner. So you guys, you kind of have to deal with that little contingency, contingency if you were to go that route. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I feel like there has to be something done because it's or, or just get rid of the Carabao Cup. Like I agree with that. I yeah, will. I like, will get right behind that train. Like that happened today against Chelsea, which we can also talk about because there was a lot of VAR talk, Martin. Which I I know you love talking about VAR, but you know, I feel like we need to do something. Like at least eliminate one. Like, you know, like a community shield, a Carabao Cup, like all these things that are 
way more worthless than the FA Cup. You know what I mean? Because like back in the day when you won like the domestic double, that meant something. You know, I think Antonio Conte should have won it in his you know first year at Chelsea, but then you know he lost to somebody. I, I forget who. I don't. You know, I can't remember who he lost to in that FA Cup final. Who was but. it? Do you? What? Do you have any memory? Do you have any no, memory of no. who it might be? No, it's not. No, no it's not important. R R. No, no, it couldn't be. No, um, no, 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 no. It would never. Um, but I feel like that's a. It's a decent idea. I think there needs to be more ideas. I sound like such a generic fuck, like a basic bitch. Like, oh, we should just talk. You know, we should start just like you know, just fun. <laughs> like you know, we should just spitball. You know, we should just like like a like a girls going out to the bar. Like that could be fun. But let's just all talk about it. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I think there has to be something. Maybe it's just us. Maybe we're the problem. You know, the first, you know, thing about a problem is admitting you have one. You know that old saying, right, Martin? Right, right? I, I use that I use that uh on a girl that I've been talking to. She's a Bears fan. <laughs> she's wait, and is this the wait what? <laughs> she's a Bears fan. And Oh, I, I thought you said she was married. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. That was uh, one time. Okay. That you know that story, but that's I do I do the know point. about the I do know about the married gal. So I was I was worried. I did not know about the marriage person, but mm. I found out later. But that's another thing. Mm. But yeah. That's a, that's that's a, that's a, that's a different podcast. All right. That's a whole nother podcast. Oh fuck that, mm. Kev. I don't even want to think oh, about that. Oi they. Um but what, what were we talking about? I totally lost track. I did as well. Mm. I completely okay. did well, as well. This is a good transition. Let's talk about some controversy in the FA Cup. We had Tottenham versus Tranmere. Am I pronouncing that right? I'm not sure. Um, uh, Fernando Llorente with the hat trick. Harry Kane uh, comes on. In like I think like the seventieth is so minute something like he comes on late when Tottenham are already up like six nil. Um, oh, he came on in the seventy fifth minute. Sorry, stats. Thank you, stats department. Um, <laughs> myself, uh, my laptop. Uh, so the controversy was Harry Kane came on after Tottenham is already annihilating this team in the FA Cup. And a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, Tottenham, why are you going to go and do that?" You know, all these this is what this is what people who say these things sound like. Uh, you know, like, "Why are you going to do that to Tranmere?" Like, you know, you guys have any fucking class? You guys are classless. <clears throat> Pochettino, to his credit, came out after the game when questioned about Harry Kane coming on was like, "Um, these fans who are English, right?" want to see the fucking captain of the side that took him to the semifinal and they don't always they never get to see them in person so credit to Pochettino I thought that was a big power move by uh Pochettino by Poch um do you agree Martin I think that was that was nice like he got the fan like the fans of Tranmere got to see Harry Kane in the flesh playing on the field and score against him you can you think tell their grandkids like you know when it came home in 2022, let me tell you, in 2019, I saw the captain play in the FA Cup against Tranmere. Well, first of all, it's definitely coming home in 22. And second of all... Of course. I mean, it goes without saying. It has to. But Pochettino, and I know you're an Arsenal fan, so you might not agree with me, but Pochettino just seems like a really fucking stand-up dude in basically every story that comes out about him. Um... 
I mean, first off, for all the fucking weirdos on Twitter and Instagram and it's 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 all the, the Twitter the trolls, man. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the, the trolls. For all y'all that are saying, "Oh, why? What do you got to bring on Harry Kane in the in the seventieth minute?" Well, do you think Tranmere was gonna come back? Like, <laughs> do you do, do you think if they didn't bring on Harry point, Kane, somehow there would be an, a miraculous comeback? Yeah, no, it was six zero. People like seeing arguably the best striker in England. Fucking put that shit on, make it showcase. Fuck yeah, Poch, give it well, back uh, to the England fans. Like Poch is por- Portuguese, and he's better than half you idiots on fucking hmm. Twitter. God damn you all! Well, no, Poch fucking... is Argentine. Oh, b- b- fact check. Sorry, po- Poch yeah. is Argentinian. I, I know he what is. you meant. I is. know. I, I get confused by the P. I don't know. Like, I'm, like, dyslexic, so I see the P. I want to say he's Portuguese. I know he's Argentinian, but, you know. Um, greatest Argentinian coach, obviously. I, I'll say it. Way better Diego Maradona. Horrible. So True. suck. So suck a Maradona. Suck a fat Pochettino dick. All right. Um, yeah, I have no problem with uh, Poch bringing on Harry Kane. I mean, it was just from the get-go, you're just like, all right, like, Tottenham's gonna win this. It is kind of weird that they like played with like pretty much a lot of starters, but you know, um, I mean, I mean, Tottenham, uh, they wanted they won a trophy this year. I think they, you know, people are saying they're still on the hunt for the Premier League. I would say different, but I mean, Tottenham winning the FA Cup would be, I think, a very successful season. Yeah, I mean, if they can snag any co- any trophy. That mm-hmm. they can get their hands on. That's a successful season in the in the eyes of Tottenham like, supporters. Like, like and decent. I think, I'm not going to say like oh end all be all, but I say it's decent. That's nice. That's a step in the right direction. Point. That, it's a, that's yeah, silverware. Absolutely. That that looks nice on the shelf. Like elf on a fucking shelf. Get a fucking FA Cup up there. You know, like that'd be nice. <laughs> so um, moving on, let's talk about the Wolverhampton Wandering Wolves versus Liverpool in the FA Cup, Martin. A uh, big upset. Um, the Wolves upsetting Liverpool 2-1. Goals by Rallo Jimenez in the 30th minute. Uh, Origi, Origi. And Ruben Neves with the 55, uh, 55th minute stunner. Um, God, I I just I just I, I, I stuttered so much that during that whole part right there. But it's fine. It's fine. I can, you know. Another bad review on iTunes. I I can deal with it, you know. But if you guys wanted to leave a good one, you you should. But anyway, the Wolves upsetting Liverpool. Liverpool playing essentially a B side, I guess. You know, a lot of uh, they had Kieta in there has had a lot of starting time, even though he's worth like almost sixty million. But Sturridge starting. I mean, the front three not starting for Liverpool. They played a weird, you know, like four four two formation, which was kind of weird. Um, I don't know. I mean, Fabinho played a center back, Martin, like kind of bizarre. Uh, what are your thoughts on Liverpool resting a lot of their, like, you know, uh, they're, they're gunners, you know? I mean, they're like fucking, you know, guys who are going to put goals behind the net, like their strike force, like, you know, Klopp came out after the game saying, like, you know, like, they were exhausted after the City game, but, like, this is still a trophy Liverpool should win. So, my thoughts on it are, you know, this gives, a lot of people are saying this gives Liverpool more time to focus on the league, but, I mean, I feel like that goes against the whole, you know, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? You know, soul of the game, I guess, of like compete for everything that you can. You know, like the heart of the game. You know, like that, like the part of competition is like well, you want to win everything. You know, so this is one of those like arguments against the FA Cup. Well, I mean, first off, I think uh, the Wolves called Jurgen Klopp's bluff. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think, I think Klopp made a big mistake thinking that his B side could beat the Wolves because we've seen time and time again this entire season that the Wolves are the real deal under Nuno Sanchez or Santos. Um, at helm and once again that they proved it and Klopp in my opinion was foolish to send out that b-side and I genuinely think that the reason that the FA Cup has lost its symbolicism its its meaning is because the league has been heightened to the umpteenth degree especially for teams like Liverpool Especially for teams like Manchester City back in like uh, 2011, 2012, before they actually won. Um, but for teams that have won the league for a repetitive, t- um, for multiple times, so teams like Chelsea, Arsenal, and Manchester United, the league has lost that symbolicism, in the, or the uh, FA Cup has lost that symbolism, symbolicism because they've won it so many times. So I think the mm-hmm. FA Cup has lost a huge amount of shit just because the focus is on the league. Um, I think Jurgen Klopp definitely missed an opportunity to not only put symbolism back in the FA Cup, but to guarantee a trophy for Liverpool this season. Because mm-hmm. if Liverpool once again reaches June 2019 with zero trophies... It's going to be a matter of time before there's going to be a couple Tottenham jokes coming around. Because you can be amazing as you can be. You can be the best team on the field on any given Sunday as you can. But if you can't back that shit up, which Mm -hmm. it's beginning to appear that Liverpool and Klopp cannot, there is going to become some scrutiny. So I think this was a missed opportunity for Klopp not to advance farther in the FA Cup. And so it seems like he's putting all of his eggs, or at least he's saying he's putting all of his eggs in that league title basket. And I don't know yeah. if that's possible with City coming at their heels, <clears throat> nipping on those heels. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess, you know, retrospect or hindsight is twenty twenty. So we'll have to see, you know, like if um... – Liverpool don't end up winning the league. Will we come back to this and be like, well, maybe they should have tried harder in the FA Cup? I think it's too early to tell. I think this definitely drives more focus and like stops the you know worry about. Oh, I'm really burpy about like midweek games, you know. So I think all we can do is just wait and see. I'm not terribly upset because I mean the January December, you know match schedule is ridiculous and 
I'm looking at the lineup now from the match and just from like watching it. I just, it wasn't a horrible lineup. It's just, you know, I think they came out a little flat footed after just beating the wolves in like late December that they thought they could just handle them again. I think they just, you know, just came out and just played down to their competition and the wolves, like you said, took full advantage of it. I mean, good for them. Um, and the wolves advancing to the fourth round of the FA cup. That's huge for that club, you know? So, I don't know, but I think the biggest news coming out of the FA Cup, Martin, are you ready? Hit me. Um, the lads have another derby. Arsenal and Manchester United are playing each other in the fourth round of the FA the Cup. The January 25th to 26th window. What, oh, what day is that? Can uh, we get drunk for that, or is it a Wednesday? No, that's oh, the weekend. Oh, dude, it's a Friday, Saturday. Yo, let's Ooh. fucking go, baby. Let's fucking Yo, go. Yo, can we Skype the entire time? Can we oh, just be those actually, people? Actually, wait, wait, guys. I have breaking news for the podcast. Are you ready, Martin? Uh, break it to me, baby. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to be up in Boston that weekend looking at grad schools. But today, oh. I reached out to Boston Blues, um, Arsenal or Boston Gunners, Liverpool. Okay, so I reached out to all the top six. I can't remember all their names. I reached out to all the top six, uh, you know, club organizations in Boston, and I've already been hit up by three of them uh, to do interviews in Boston at their respected bars like we've been doing earlier in the year uh, with the uh, Philadelphia guys. So the Boston Blues are definitely – we're already scheduling. I think I got Tottenham and I believe Man City. So those are the three. I'm going to try in one weekend hit up three club presidents of the Boston area. So if you're in Boston, January 25th, 26th, hit me up. I'm going to be in the area looking at BU, Suffolk, and Simmons. But also, uh, you know, we're, you know, I, we're the hardest working people in soccer. So I will be up there uh, during that weekend interview. I forget which bar the Boston Blues are at, but also I gotta say that's like a really badass name for like uh, <laughs> for the Chelsea organization. When they when I saw that on Twitter, I was like, oh, Boston Blues, fuck yeah! So some breaking news, Martin. How do you feel? I feel great because I've been pissed off about Charlotte because they only have a Liverpool bar, and I can't find a Manchester United uh, bar, so I've been real pissed off. So I'm glad that Boston has. All the bars for all the teams because that means when I come visit you in Boston and mm. get well, drunk I, on the town, I can find a Manchester United bar. Well, I mean, um, that was the best part about doing these interviews with the head of the Philadelphia presidents of like all the different like club organizations because they tell you, like I asked the question, like how does one start this? So if you're listening to this and you're like small town or a kind of big town or like small city, like listen to these interviews because they go through the steps of like if you want to start this, you can. There are people probably like you listening to soccer, drinking beer, wanting to get fucked up and go crazy listening or uh, watching soccer. You know, so um, I'm very excited. And the guy is like, I think his name's Ben, the guy from the Boston Blues. Seems like an awesome dude. I'm really excited to come up there. And he was just like, thank you for like, you know, considering us. I'm like, uh, <laughs> dude, like relax. Like I, you know, I, 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 I'm pretty much throwing darts at a dartboard till one sticks. Hopefully, you know, uh, one does. Like I'm already trying to scope out what kind of like 30-year-old retired professional MLS player we can get on the podcast so I can count 2019 as getting a pro soccer player on our podcast, you know? So just Dude, I was thinking USL or like, 
neighborhood professional football player. <laughs> Bethlehem Steel. <laughs> yeah. I was okay. thinking the lowest term. Need to set that bar low so we can achieve it. Mm. But Martin, moving back to the footy, Manchester United versus Arsenal in the FA Cup. The last time we meet, it was the Danny Welbeck revenge game where they scored and beat you guys. I don't you know, I don't want to bring up bad memories, but um what are your thoughts about what the loser should do? We've gotten suggestions, but like, what do you think the loser should do? Ah, uh, ooh, okay. So, it all right. Hold on, real quick, because this the draw literally just happened like five six hours ago. Mm-hmm. Is it at Old Trafford or the uh, the? Well, it's Remember, two legs. I don't know what the yeah, first leg okay, is. Yeah, okay, so, yeah. All right, so I am actually going to say United wins. So I'm I'm just going to put that out there. If I was a betting man, which I am, I would say that Manchester United wins. And I think the lo- loser in the teams, like, regardless of who I think is going to win, I think the loser, whoever loses the game, hmm, Yes, Martin. Yes. Mm. This is bad radio. What do you? What's your thought? First thing this that comes is, to your head. Well, first thing that comes to my head is to fucking like take fucking shots of something absolutely horrible, mm. or okay. or to order somebody the other person the jersey of their choice, one of the choice, one of whatever Ooh. you guys want, whatever you vote on. Well, I you know I don't want to spend that much money, you know. Me neither. So, um, so let's actually, take shots. You know what? Actually, let's leave it to the fans. If you're listening to this right now, message us, DM us. We'll put out a poll or some shit. Whatever the Twitterverse is doing nowadays, um, you tell us what you want the loser to do, and we'll do it. We've shotgun for locos. We've uh, poured stuff all over us. I don't know. We've done some crazy shit. So if you want us to do it, we'll probably do it. You want me? To, uh, you know, give myself like a pedo, like pedophile mustache and wear it to work. I'll do it. You know, I don't care. You know, whatever you guys want us to do. But, you know, you know, I, I think when we play each other, Martin, FA Cup's back. I'm going to say it. The FA Cup will be. Ooh, if it's we'll, a good game. If it's a good game. If it's a bore fest, it's not back. But if it's fun as hell, it's definitely back, baby. We're oh, the deciders. It is so back. Um. Let's move on to the Carabao Cup, which is the the League Cup. Is that what that is now? Is that yeah? Like, okay, stop so, renaming things. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, it's it's really annoying. So the Carabao Cup happened today. You had Tottenham versus Chelsea, and there was a little bit of VAR uh, controversy today, where a penalty was awarded to Tottenham and I watched I was able to watch it because I've been very busy at work with trial and uh, law firm things you know big 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 law journalism things and it was definitely not a penalty and the big dick move after the game was uh sorry going up to the refs with a laptop and showing them <laughs> that it was not a penalty which was hilarious but 
I don't know. Do you hold any water? Like, if someone wins the League Cup, like, does does that matter anymore, Martin? I because I don't think it does. I think it's just kind of like a worthless competition that just no, you know, it just causes no. more injuries and just kind of bullshit. It's like international breaks. We don't need it. Nobody gives a fuck about international breaks. The League Cup, the Carabao Cup, whatever you want to call it, is somehow like a uh, hundred times more worthless than the FA Cup, and. I did not watch this game because I could give two shits about the Carabao Cup. But I did read about it and I did watch all the highlights and I watched the press conferences. And all I'm going to say, once again, this proves VAR is a futile, futile effort. Abandon it. There is no hope for it. It sucks. Harry Kane was obviously offsides. It was not a penalty. No, I mean, Michael he Oliver dived. fucking. He, it was definitely yeah, a dive. Yeah. So. Yeah. Michael Oliver once again wants to fucking be the ass of the show. Mm-hmm. And, and he look, loves Tottenham. He loves the shit out of Tottenham. He, <laughs> he fucks with Tottenham heavy. And if this was any other competition, if this was a league match or if this was the Champions League, this would be a huge, huge, huge deal. But because it's the League Cup, Sorry's going to show fucking Michael Oliver that he's wrong as shit on a laptop and everybody's going to forget about it in two days. I, I, I do wish these games held something of value, but they just feel like international friendlies to me where it's just it's boring. Mm. Yeah, I just I don't hold any weight to it. If you know, I don't even remember who won it last year and I don't care. And it just, I don't know. It's just, it's just another game where players can get injured, they get tired, and then they lose to some like shitty team like Huddersfield, who are still going to win the league. Stop it! Um, yeah, huge goddamn. win streak coming up, which will make them end up Ta- in like a fifth or sixth place. I fifth think. or sixth place. I don't know what the math is, but I don't think they can even make top four yet. But you know, it's next, not great. Next year, oh, I mean, I, I they're. The their draft picks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell um, you what. They're coming right. back. Before we get into fan questions, I do want to bring up the point that um, we've brought this question up to the podcast before. I just want to, you know, bring it up again. Is Real Madrid good? And I think uh, the resounding answer is no. They are not good. They lost again in La Liga. To Real Sociedad 2-0. Lucas Vasquez with a red card. Lionel Messi during his 2018-2019 season has more combined goals than the entire club of Real Madrid. Martin, is this Cristiano? Is this bad management? What is the effect going on with Real Madrid and what do they have to do to fix this? Because they seem, aside the Champions League, but in La Liga, they are a massive dumpster fire. Okay. So, I'm sure everybody's familiar with Sharknado. That's basically what's going on at Real Madrid right now. This is the perfect storm. Ronaldo left. The serial fucking goal scorer for your club left. Zinedine Zidane left. The serial fucking trophy winner for your club left. Modric has his head in the clouds 
and his head in the ass at the same time. Sergio Ramos is just a tad past his prime. A new keeper has been brought in. This club, as much as you Madridistas don't want to admit it, is not good. Is in not a good place at all. Like, uh. I, I, Kev, I think they are, in the past three years, ha- in my opinion, at least, have been the best club in the world. But this perfect storm of people leaving, people aging, new players coming in, players getting too big for their britches has created a real shit storm for a shit team that is called Real Madrid right now. I think there is I think there's a real cause to be concerned. Yeah, they're building for the future with uh Brahim uh Diaz from Manchester City, Rodrigo, um Vincent and they've Jr. got a couple goalkeepers. Yeah, Viniakis Jr. They're building for the future, but for the next like 2-3 years they're going to be real fucking shit unless they shape everything up because this is this is not this is not sustainable at all. Mm. And without Ronaldo, they're pretty much fucked. Bale is a hurt bitch. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Benzema I was going to bring this gone. up. There's been a lot. I, I just want to bring this up. There's been a lot of Gareth Bale slander. And you are He's all wrong. He's been hurt 353 days. No. Stop. Yes. It. <laughs> I mean, correct. I mean, correct. But, like, he's had, like, 16 or 18 times being injured. I don't know. You all, If you don't like Gareth Bale, then you don't like whales, then you don't like corgis, you don't like sheep. I don't. You, no. You don't, you don't like good ales. You, you're all pieces of shit. If you don't like Gareth Bale, get stop listening. Because Gareth Dude, Bale he's is, the Derek is a national Rose. treasure. He's the Derek Rose of soccer. He's the, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, Lamar Odom. <laughs> People feel bad, so they like him. Hey, That's dude, what he did is. You, he had the goal of the year, wrongly won by Mohamed Salah, which I love. And Martin's still wrong about him, even though he has one goal, one assist against the top six this year. Anyway, Gareth Bale deserves more love. It needs to be coddled and held because he is so good and he is not he's going to go down as like real madrid as like a bust even though he won and helped them get to like fucking three champions leagues in a row get out of my fucking face i, I you know dude he I, didn't even help them he just applied the finishing touches oh, he that, was like uh, if oh, michelangelo because that's he, not important. he was like that's if michelangelo fucking suffered from a stroke at the last four seconds oh my God. away from finishing the sistine chapel you're and all he was haters. Just like, Ugh. And then Gareth Bale came in and finished it off. Real Madrid would have won that game without Gareth Bale. Overrated, you know you over know injured. You know what? <laughs> you. I, you know what? I might, I might be biased. I might have lived in Swansea, Wales for a while, but fuck all y'all. Get a grip. Gareth Bale, one of a kind. Uh, but yeah, Real Madrid, they're in real trouble. They need to sign some people or. They got to do something. All right. Let's move on to fan questions, motherfucker. All right. First one comes from our Twitter at lads underscore podcast. Um, Brian Angelino says, <laughs> I, I wonder what lads podcast has to say about this, specifically what Martin has to say about this. 
this is the report that Gonzalo Higuain is to join Chelsea within 48 hours. And I think both me and Martin are like, oh, Jesus Christ. You want to get a more bust fucking striker than Alvaro Morata? You got your fucking guy. Yeah, he's your man. I think Sorry's literally rolling his eyes right now. And he's probably like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? You found me someone worse? God. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry's on his third pack of cigarettes during this podcast, just thinking about it. All right. Next question. Corey and Andres says, um, with Aaron Ramsey leaving Arsenal soon, this question has been floating around. And I would like your take on it. With him having been at the club for 10 years, a decade, and him scoring the winning goals in two FA Cup finals, would you consider him an Arsenal legend? <laughs> <laughs> Is Ozo a legend? No, Corey, no, Ramsey is not Corey, a legend. I, Corey, I love you. Corey, let me tell you, I love that you support this show. Aaron Ramsey is not an Arsenal legend. There are a few people who are Arsenal He's legends. He's a blip. Boo. Aaron Ramsey has that phenomenal like volley goal against, what is that Turkish team? I can't remember. He has that like, like wonder goal. And, you know, he did well in the FA Cup. He never won a Premier League. I think if you need to be a legend in the Premier League, you need, for the top six at least, you know, Martin, you need a Premier League. You know, <coughs> fucking Jamie Vardy has a Premier League. <laughs> Come on. Uh, just uh, nothing against Jamie Vardy either. I'm just saying, like, I think it's, this is a weird stance for me to take. Like, you need uh, a Premier League to be considered a legend is that a bad take i don't know no no you need to have some silverware to back up your fucking performances i Mm. i completely agree with that like for just imagine imagine rooney without silverware Mm. but then again like i just can't but then again like you look at some of like i don't know you look at like shearer you know he does have any or gerard Mm-hmm. He but never he, I mean, had, but he had like oof. the Champions League. So, you, all right. Like, so you have like, to. I have feel like I feel like I took a hard line. I feel like a dick now. I feel like I took a hard line on this. Okay, so Champions League or the league title, or like anything else doesn't stats. count. Like if you're Alan yeah. Shearer, if you're Alan Shearer, then yes, I consider you a legend because you were phenomenal for Newcastle when you scored so many fucking goals. But Ramsey, his stats, his injury history, nah. the way when he scores, people die. You know, I think that's just a bad omen, you know. Um, next question, again, from Brian Angelino. <coughs> he says, uh, God bless you, by the way. Uh, <coughs> nope, God, God bless you. Continue. Oh, Martin, shut the fuck up. Um, as a new Premier League watcher, uh, this is Brian Angelino. As a new Premier League watcher, I struggle to watch the matches from... <coughs> Martin, you are ruining this. Are you kidding me? Dude, it's going to be a seven sneezer. I already feel it coming. Oh, God damn it. All right. What Brian is trying to say, what Brian is trying to say is, I struggle to watch the matches from a strategic perspective, i.e. what formations they're using when players are in and out position, etc. How do y'all watch matches? What do you pay attention to? Um, Martin, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so basically I, uh, sorry, I'm just sneezing a lot. Hold on. Let me Mm. sip this beer. 
So basically, I look uh, for a couple things. First off is how they pass, whether it's going to be a long pass, a hoping ball, or their or short and concise balls in a triangle or a diagonal shape formation, which is what Manchester City does a lot, while Liverpool does a lot of a mix between those sharp dynamic passes and long searching balls, which makes them so dangerous on the on the attack, whether it's a counter attack or it's a built up possession attack. And I also look at the, uh, you know, possession stats. If a team is able to hold the ball in its attacking area, around the opposition's 18 area, or if they're constantly pinned back. So I always look at the patterns that are in the game, whether a team is able to establish dominance, or if that team is being dominated, having to rely on counterattacks versus pressure and possession and eventually uh, imposing that will on the opposition. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to look at that global picture of things. And I think in all honesty, it comes down to a pretty simple, pretty simple formula of is a team able to impose its attack and defend easily against the opposition. And if a team is able to do that through their tactics, whether it be a possession-based or a pressure-based or a counter-based type of attack, that's how I look at the game and determine who's the more dominant team and more likely Mm -hmm. to win. Um, I think for me, I look at a lot of off-the-ball play. And I mean, especially for me, because I always played a defender, you know? like So I like to see the movement by the defenseman. Um, Like last week against the Man uh, City-Liverpool match, I was, you know... I immediately saw Lovren standing there, not moving and losing his man and like tracking the, the tracking was so poor. So for me, I'm just kind of biased. I watch a lot of the, the defense and what they're doing. Like, for example, like I watched like, what are the wingers, like the left wing backs and the right wing backs are doing? Cause that's usually how I played. And if they're tracking back, like I'll be like, Oh, Marcus Alonso, they're out of position again. Or I'm looking at like, what the strikers are doing off the ball. Like, I feel like we have a tendency just to focus, even when we're playing soccer, you know this, Martin, to just focus on the ball and not focus on, like, who are making runs and, like, when people are making these tracking runs through the box or, like, their movement off the ball. It's kind of like basketball. Like, how are people making space and exposing other players, you know? So, for me, I think it's a lot of about off-the-ball tactics which i think can really determine a game so that that, that's just me and i focus a lot on defense because that's what i played so um next question comes from Corey andres again he says who do you think has the most punchable face in modern football uh josie Mourinho. uh any day of the week other than today other than this month this year i would say luis suarez but oh that's a good one Oh, yeah, but I'm going to give a hot take right now because this man is pissing me off a lot recently. Luka Modric, stop bitching. Oh, ooh, that is a ooh. hot take. I like that. Mm-hmm. I, think, I, think, I, think Neymar, I think Neymar's on my list as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, he, you know, he just like, just, just get up. Just stop falling. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just like. <laughs> it's, it's that. It's just like, stop. Act normal. Be like, normal. Just like, stop. Like I like I know gravity is not affecting you like it is to other people. I don't know. It just fucking bothers me. All right, last question comes from Shopa AJ, uh, the host of Two Foot Talk. Shout out to Two Foot Talk, friend of the show. He says, 
90th minute, one-on-one with the goalie. Who you picking? Harry Kane, Aubameyang, Eden Hazard, or Mo Salah? All right, on three, Kev. On three. One. Two. Two. Three. Three. Two. Harry Kane. Three Kane. Yeah, Kane. Wow. Yeah. Kane. Um, he's a he's a true number nine. I mean, all the Arsenal fans of the show will probably be pissed at me for not picking a Bami Yang, but honestly, I mean, if I if I had Hurricane in my striker, I'd be very happy, you know. And yeah. I'm very I'm very satisfied with the Bami Yang, and I think he's better at Kane at some things. But overall, I would pick Kane over a Bami Yang, right? Am <laughs> I, is that a hot take? I don't think so, right? I don't think so either. I'd pick. I mean, Kane. I think I think it's it's slim it's slim margins. I don't think it's like you know like oh like Kane's an A plus and you know like he's like a C minus you know but like um yeah I uh I, I I would pick Kane 90th minute um penalties which you know could have happened in the semifinal of the World Cup it would have been so beautiful Martin it would have been so nice uh, uh, uh. all right wishful guys. dreams wishful dreams 2022 is coming home uh guys one more major announcement the Laz hoodies are here. They are in my room. They will be up on our website come Friday. I will post a link on our social media, our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. They will all be there for your purchasing. I know we've had we've had a ton of people listening to the show, been like, where the fuck are they? Kevin, you piece of shit. Well, they haven't said that, but I've, I've said that to myself. But, you know, uh, they will be available. You can buy them. It has our logo. It has If You Know You Know. Shout out to Pusha T. Please don't sue me, but if you do sue me, it would it would be pretty soft to you. And it wouldn't be pretty it wouldn't be pretty gangster of you, Pusha, if you sued us for, you know, taking your lyric from your you know, Daytona album. But, you know, don't be a bitch, Pusha. Uh oh, I'm I'm dead, aren't I? Okay. Um so check out Friday. We're gonna have our hoodies available. You can buy them. If you're in Boston the weekend of the twenty fifth through the twenty seventh, I'll be there interviewing people. And Martin, do we have anything else? I think that sums it up. Can All you right. think of anything? Nope. I'm, I'm dumb as shit. I can't think of anything. All right, guys. All love right. you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.